The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the raw and uncensored Ambitious Podcast. I'm your host, the original HBIC, Katie Boyd. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh, yeah, here I am, Katie motherfucking boy, the original HBIC. <laughs> What's up, people? How are you today? Oh, this one's going to be down and dirty and deep. It's the top five ways that I turned body shaming into body love. So this is going to be a lot of like personal stuff. Bear with me. Yeah. Bear with me. And over uh, here is my homie, my ride or die, my wingman. The boil on the ass of society. <laughs> Matt Poopy Pants Babine. You're always killing me today. AKA Big Banad. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> hey, you know, you show up here, you got to take the heat. I take the heat. That's um, your job. It's, it's easy for me to take, actually. That's your job. It's not a big deal. Before we start today, I want to read the iTunes ambitious review of the week and it is from glamazon 12 five stars uplifting and recharging katie makes me drive into her from work much more exciting i'm ready to take on the day or my boss three crying like emojis (laughs) (laughs) she is the best out there you have to listen glamazon i don't know who you are because I don't know anyone with their real name is Glamazon. It's a pretty cool name. It I is like a really that. cool name. Glamazon. I'm going to name my next puppy that. Glamazonia. <laughs> so email me at themisfitclub at gmail.com to receive your $100 gift certificate to use towards anything KBMFC related. And before we start, I want to just like catch you guys up on all things KBMFC that are coming down the pretty pink pipeline. We have a summer um, I'm summer camp. Why am I in summer camp mode? I'm like, I want summer so it's bad. It's, not, it's a little way, ways away. <laughs> we but have coming. an April vacation children's camp coming up, which is going to be awesome. And I wish I was actually going to it. Like fantastic. actually being a child in the camp. Oh, God. Jill Coletti and Kristen Tellier, my girls, are running this incredible camp. It's going to have everything from uh, martial arts to creativity to arts and crafts yoga. to yoga and pizza. meditation. Fun. It's going to be. Oh, I, I'll just come for the pizza. That's what I like to do too. <laughs> <laughs> I may have and to make myself available at pizza day. Absolutely. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes so you guys can check it out. You can either do an 8:30 in the morning till noon. It's a half day with your kids. Or you can do an 8.30 to 3 o'clock, a full day. All the pricing, all of the information will be in the show notes. This is not to be missed. So if you're not going anywhere fun for April vacation and you want to kind of like get rid of your kids, I know that sounds really mean, but like sometimes like you got to go to work. You're not taking a vacation. What are you going to do with the kids all damn day? They need something to do because there's no school. Yeah. And it's a lot. And I I can see the parents, they start to drink more that week and things get a little hairy. So (laughs) check out the camp. It's going to be incredible. And we have in October, which I know is super duper far away, but 
I want to get this thing sold out because I want to know who is coming to Portugal. We're going to <laughs> Portugal for a week in October from the 4th to the 12th. It is going to be a retreat like no other. We are living in this incredible villa in Pico, in the Azores, mm. up in the mountains. We are going to have excursions every day, spa days, yoga, meditation, deep spiritual work. Matt is going to be there. He's going to be doing some martial arts stuff. I mean, we're just going to like blow it out of the water. So I'm also going to be linking the show notes there with like food and room and your flights and to and from the airport and all your excursions. It's like $2,899. That's awesome. Who, how can you beat that? That's going to be fantastic. So check that out. And then I don't know if you can see here, my boobies say ambitious. I love that shirt. I just made it. It's so beautiful. Do you like I it? Do. I love you it. need one too. Absolutely. We're going to get you a big, week. big, big one yeah. that says... <laughs> I'm I'm with ambitious. I'm with ambitious with a with an arrow. <laughs> with a, yeah, with an arrow pointed. I think That's we should awesome. make that later That's a good on. One. Um, I will also link the show notes to get your ambitious tea. And when you get your ambitious tea, take a picture of yourself and tag me on social media. Tag me on Instagram. Put me in your Instagram stories, and I will be DMing you back, thanking you, and maybe just surprising you with a little gifty for <laughs> buying the ambitious shirt. And last but not least, everybody's been um, reaching out to me about nutrition stuff. And I just want to let you guys know, I use ButcherBox. ButcherBox is incredible. If you want to check out ButcherBox and use my code and get some freebies, like free ground beef, grass-fed, grass-finished for life, and free bacon, it is going to be also linked in the show notes. It's butcherbox.com back slash the misfit club anything else matt no i think that's that's it i mean that's it's I, pretty good i love finishing a butcher box <laughs> it's my every favorite. time butcher box comes Matt's hungry. like butcher box is here <laughs> I'm, I'm like oh i'm sorry i've been starving you for the last week <laughs> no you haven't been starving me that's the thing you, you, you cook that food it's unbelievable so. it is the best it, it really, really, is. really really is so we got it we got swag we got portugal we got butcher box we got camp what the hell else is there oh we got everything yeah. Anything have, else, Jill? Bitches t-shirt. Sound healing, yeah. I mean, that's coming in like in the next one is April 20th. So for – oh, my God. That's right. When is our next sound healing? Tomorrow. Yes. Fuck. Oh, my Jill, God. thanks God for Jill Coletti because if it wasn't for Jill, I literally <laughs> would have shit hanging out of my ass and nose 24-7. She keeps me in check. So tomorrow we have sound healing. Um, if you guys follow me on my social media, you guys see the sound healing bowls, how incredible it is. It's like next level spiritual awakening and just so calming. Like people always say they come to sound healing, they have like the best night's sleep of their lives. Oh my God. After. So that's going to be on April. What fucking April? Where, what month are we in? March. March 20. March 20th. March 20th. Tomorrow's you're March thinking, 20th. You're thinking, yeah, tomorrow's March 20th. Why am 20th. I thinking in April? I don't Fuck. Know. Oh, April, you, April. Puff, puff, pass, people. I've been smoking the ganja <laughs> all day. April. That's what I do on my days off. I just get high and I don't go to podcasts. April showers. Just bring me flowers. Okay, April I'm getting my showers. shit together now. March 20th, <laughs> which is tomorrow, people. I'm having a sound healing at KBMSC 1 Win M, Hudson, New Hampshire, 830, 6.30 to 8.30. 6.30 to 8.30. The link is down there. Let's move on with our lives. <laughs> Fuck off. Listen, I, I've had a, a fucking twitching eye for three months. My eye has been twitching for three months. Yes. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like Googling it and I'm like, oh my God, I have heavy metal toxicity. I have all this shit. It's Matt's always like, new. It's Katie, something new. Your eye is fucking twitching because you're like one step away from the loony bin. 
You are wound a little tight. Matt's like, you're wound tight. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck you. So are you. I am. But now I'm a, I'm a little looser than you lately in the last couple of months. <laughs> Ew. Loose bowels. <laughs> That's about it. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, my God. So today's Bitches Podcast, Jesus Christmas, is all about the top five ways how I turned body shaming into body love. And I'm going to be totally honest with you. Mm. I was a body shamer. I wasn't only a body shamer to other people. That wasn't ever really my my bag, baby. Mm. Body shaming was more for myself. Yes. So um, I grew up in a family, um, like my aunts and my grandmothers and my you know great aunts. They would just sit around under the grapevine. That's what Portuguese people do in the summer. They just sit around under the grapevine eating shit and drinking <laughs> in their mumus. <laughs> with their with their Chanelajon from Walmart, those Chanelajon <laughs> slippers. slippers in Portuguese, I the like ones that. that are really cheap that have like the plastic bottoms and the toe stick out the front. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> My mom had she had Chanelas, those too, but she didn't call them Chanelajon. Yeah, slippers. They were like Jovatis in yeah. Italian, right? Like yeah. she, like they all had their Chanelajon. They all had their mumus that like buttoned up with bibs, and they had their really tight, tight perms, and they were all about 450, 500 pounds. So let's just like get that out of the fucking yeah. way right now, yeah. which there's nothing wrong with that if you're happy with where you are, but like they probably weren't or they didn't have full length mirrors in their house and they would just talk shit about everybody. They would be like, oh my God, did you see what Maria wore to church the other day? She was, she looked like a fat pig in those pants. And I'm literally <laughs> like saying, looking at them like five years old being like, what the fuck is going on? So at like a very young age, body shaming was just like normal. And then when I got into the pageant world as a very young child, the mothers would actually talk shit about the, the little girls. They would be like, oh, she's got a wide back for a five-year-old. Um, that girl's going to need a nose job. She's going to need breast implants before she's like 18. Like this is the shit I heard all of the time. So what happens is you're in that environment and you obviously model after your family of origin or your role models or people that you're around all the time. And in the pageant circuit back in the day, every weekend, if you'd compete, you'd be competing with the same people and the same moms mm. like every weekend. And I just like started doing it myself. And then yeah. I was always like, wow, like if they're talking about them, like what are they saying about me? So That's I developed that at a really yeah. young age, right? Do guys have this problem? Different, but they definitely. What are they do. talking about? Like the size of their pe- peckers? <laughs> no, They're like, oh my god, one. Matt Babine's got a needle dick. You know, I don't think it's as bad. But did it they ever say that about you? No, they never said that about me. Not that I know of. But I was big called Bernard. Hashtag was, Big Banad. I was called a bunch of other things. <laughs> That's for sure. Like what? <laughs> I mean, body shaming. I mean, you know, I grew up and you know, uh, being half African American, I got called the N word all the time mm-hmm. when I was in, you know, as as a kid. Right. Um, your own you know, mother used to Saint, shame you about your color and St. Mary's, and you know, I would be called all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, what about uh, your mom? You were mom, talking about that story. The oh, other it's day. funny because my mom said to me one time. She goes. And my parents were both white, and they just wanted me to be able to fit in. Well, I had an afro, and I was half African American yeah, and Italian. In, I wasn't fitting in, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, she'd say, "Oh, Matthew, don't go out in the sun; you'll get too much color." And I'm like, "What is that?" And I thought about that the other day when I told Fuck. I told um, Katie, and I'm like, "Jesus, I says, wow." I have things that sometimes will come up to me and I'll be like, what the heck? Where did that even come from? Right. But it was that we talked about body shaming and it was, you know, I was very concerned about that. Why should I be concerned about what, what, what my color is? Well, what body shaming is not just your weight. No, of so course I, So not. people understand this. It's not about your weight. It's literally like someone could body shame you for being too tall, too right. thin. Right. I mean, this is the world that we're living in. Too it's like black, too dark, too, too white. Black, not black enough. You're not dark. Yeah. You, you know, I Dude, mean, it's- uh, It's mental. 
It is mental. And it was, you know, that's what was some of the things that I went through. I mean, mm-hmm. so everyone has it, whether you're a male or female, it doesn't make a difference. Right. I mean, if you're on this planet, somebody's got some shit to say about you. It's as simple as that. It's going to happen. I know. And it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be uh, pleasant. And right. That's why the main thing is, is the self-love part. But, you know, if you come from a family that doesn't really teach self-love, yes. then it's going to be very, very difficult. So you have to be able to be the strong person to be able to start thinking that, you Absolutely. know, that you're enough and so forth. And, you know, I when I grew up, you know, I went through all that as a child and it never really ended. But then when I got older and I started really being competitive, like in the Miss USA and the Miss America industry, like the pageants, um, that's when shit really got hard for me. Mm. So one time um, I spoke about this the other day at Bunker Hill Community College when I spoke um, for Women's History Month there about body shaming. And um, I was saying how one year, the first year, so I was Miss Taunton in 1999. Oh my God, that's a throwback. So I was Miss Taunton in 1999. I was 17 years old. Mm. I loved myself. I thought I was the cat's ass. At least and I thought you, I and was. You're still on the cats. <laughs> Thanks, friend. By the way. Um, but I remember going that year to compete at states, and one of the board members after states came up to me because I didn't place top ten, and she said, "You know, you really got to work on your fitness. Like, if you lost like 30, 40 pounds." You know, you would really be competitive. Now, at the time, 30, 40 pounds. I saw you with that in those pictures. There was no 30, 40 I pounds. I was about 135, Jeez. and I'm 5'9. Not good. What the fuck? So, why should a 5'9 female with my build, right? Like, I'm, a, I'm built like a brick shit house. Like, mm-hmm. I got tits, I got ass, I got curves, I got all that stuff, yep. and, I'm, and I have muscle. How the fuck was I ever going to be 100 pounds? Not going to happen. I mean, it could. Yeah. But I was, I would be dead. You'd be in the freaking hospital. So I on got a on this tube. right, and so I got <laughs> this shit in my head. Like I had to lose more weight, so I worked my ass off that year. So from 1999 to 2000, I worked my fucking ass off, literally my ass off. Went back the next year, and they said to me again, "You still have to work on your fitness." So that's when I took like matters in my own hands. I hired a trainer. He was a professional bodybuilder and I was like, I got to get drastic. So I went from being just like, you know, eating my egg whites and my oatmeal to literally shooting growth hormone into my body every day, doing cycles of oil-based and water-based steroids. So oil-based steroids put muscle on you, water-based steroids lean you out and get you ripped. I was taking clenbuterol every day during my cardio sessions, Jesus. which you know what clenbuterol no, is. I don't know what that is. What is You're it? a freaking respiratory therapist. I don't know that. Right. It's it's not around. I don't think anymore, mm. but it was for children who had really bad asthma and it would open their alveoli mm. so they could uptake more um, oxygen. Yeah, yeah. And I would do it because it would get you so cranked up to do cardio and then you would be like, ah! like you were on like cocaine all day long. Wow. That's what I did every day. Then I went back that next year and to compete, and they said, you're too big. You're too ripped. You're too muscular. This is when you go freaking steroid ham. Oh. <laughs> right? I'm surprised oh, you didn't go. Let me tell you. Jesus. So Katie. they were like, you know, you're, maybe pageants aren't the thing for you anymore. Maybe you should start doing fitness and figure. And I was just like, what the fuck? So <sighs> that'll get you in a pretty bad body shaming era. Uh, yeah. And then that's the thing is like in that pageant world, it's all about like, we're all here lifting women up. We're all here taking women to the next level. That's bullshit. Fuck you. Literally, yeah. fuck you. It's bullshit. Yeah. Um, I think that I, I and maybe a handful of other women were the only women in the industry that were actually doing that. And everyone else was like, oh, world peace and shit. And then like every girl that would come and walk across the stage in front of somebody else, the girls would all be like, oh my God, you see her legs, it's full of cellulite. Uh, no, 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 no. Even, even you went down that 
dark path. You have always been the type of person. You are the type of person that you walk your talk. I so do. So for you to understand what they were even saying to you, you probably you took it very personally and yes. were like, I have to make these changes. Yes. And think about now back and think of what these women, who these women were. Mm-hmm. They probably were not athletes. They probably were not in shape. No. They were probably Oh my nothing. God. The people who said I was fat, they were like 350 and, fucking and, pounds. And, and they, they were actually spewing the hate because they didn't feel good about themselves, right? But, so but these industries, these subculture type industries like the modeling world, the pageant world, like even a lot of sports it they say it's like we're promoting you know all these things and it's like no it's actually the opposite you're yes. giving children like severe body anxiety dysmorphia problems. anxiety like i never felt like i was enough like so no matter what i did i never felt like i was enough and for me the reason why i got into the pageant industry after i left actually competing was to be the change the catalyst that i wanted to see in the industry yes and i did that for 10 years and then you know girls would come in my office and they would be like i feel like shamu i'm like bitch if you're a fucking shamu you weigh 99 pounds what am i mm-hmm. fucking mamu yeah. like what the hell is this i think that's when you would like that. and that's when i was just done and oh. then it just started and i kept trying to fight it fight it fight it and now i truly am living in my definiteness of purpose because mm-hmm. now I realize that our physical bodies are not truly who we are. Our physical bodies are like, I like to call it the meat puppet mm-hmm. that we need to house our souls so that we can animate and like actually do the work that we need to do on this three-dimensional earth plane to evolve our souls here, right? Yeah. So l- just let's start with this. This is not one of my top five, but I just want to say this. You are not your physical body. No matter how attached you are to your physical body, you are not your physical body. Do you should you eat high vibrational foods and work out and take care of yourself and self-love? Absolutely. But you are not your physical body. So let's just get that out of the way. And that took me about 30 some odd years to figure it out. I'm giving you guys a crash course in it so you yep. guys can stop this madness now. So that's my story with how from childhood to um, later in my adulthood where I constantly not only body shamed other people, but I body shamed myself. And that honestly, to me, is worse than anything because when you self-loathe to that level – what it does to your psyche, it just totally breaks you down. And you, you know, you ended up passing on to other people, like you right. said too, right? Because you didn't know any different. And I think, you know, when you mentioned definite purpose, I mean, that is huge because you are going to put up with bullshit. Everyone's going to be, no matter where you are, if, yes. if you have a great group of friends, yes. great group of peer groups, mm-hmm. you're going to get some shit every now and right. then, right? Especially children, kids, whatever. And to be able to have that purpose and knowing that you're enough, that you're strong enough, yes. that your body is unbelievable, right. however it looks, whatever, mm-hmm. and, and, and you're not your body. You, you're much more than your body. Absolutely. That's so huge. if you're listening to this and you are in the pageant world, you are in the beauty industry, you are in the modeling world, don't take this personal. Just listen to what I'm saying and let this spark something inside of you to be the change or the evolution that takes this to the next level where there is love and acceptance and all the things that I tried so hard for so many years, beating my fucking head against the wall, trying to change it. And a lot of these old antiquated worlds like the pageant industry and the beauty industry, like it's going to take a huge movement to really change and catalyze. I just want to do it on a different level. And that's why I started the ambitious movement because I want to be in total control of myself and not have to listen to the people that are the old cronies that have been in the fucking pageant industry since literally Methuselah was walking on the face of the earth talking about, you know, 17 year old girls bodies and how they're disproportionate. It's like, go eat another ho-ho, honey. 
Listen, now I'm fucking body shaming the old ladies. No, you're not body shaming. Sorry. All right. Here's the top five ways. Listen, I'm not perfect, okay? (laughs) I'm ambitious, but I'm not perfect. Here's the top five ways I turned body shaming into body love, okay? So... Number one is having definiteness of purpose. Knowing why you are here and what your mission is on earth will keep you myopically focused. So when you're too busy living a life with with attention and intention, you will never have time to care if you have a fucking thigh gap or not. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? You know, if you don't know your definiteness of purpose, this is when people start to drift. This is when people start to go down these bad into these bad places where I have been. I've been in very many dark places in my life because of these types of things. So if you know why you're here and what your definiteness of purpose is, you will never worry about your outward appearance. Your outward appearance will just be the byproduct of the way that your soul is glowing inside of yourself. And it doesn't make a difference because whatever people say to you, you know that you're more than anything that they can do. So Mm -hmm. these things are just going to bounce off of you because you know exactly where you're going what you're doing, what you were put here to do. Because you have purpose instead of just going around thinking, um, I don't know where to go or what do I, who am I, what What next next? and all this stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what saved us. We didn't know that that's what it was, but Mm -hmm. you know, I was called the N-word and I was, you know, beaten up and all these different things as a kid and picked on. You were picked on and bullied and and whatever. You didn't even know it. Shamed. Shamed Mm -hmm. and all these different things. All the worst things that a child can feel in the whole entire world. I had a good cocktail. Yeah, we had a It was like a scorpion bowl of shame. (laughs) We had a lot of it, yes. (laughs) Number two. We we turned out all right, thank God. We did, hallelujah. Lunatics. Number two, (laughs) having daily rituals that keep you focused on the big picture. So every morning I set my intention for the day. And sometimes it's like eating healthy, high vibrational foods, right? Or exercising because it feels good, not because it makes me thin or look a certain way. When negative self-talk comes in, having a mantra that you say all day, like, I am enough, I am healthy, I am strong, I am fit, whatever gets you back to homeostasis. And like for me, um, I write the words, I am enough everywhere. I write them on my bathroom mirror, the mirror in my bedroom. I put them on sticky notes all over my like life. Mm-hmm. I actually have a t- uh, reminder on my phone every three hours. My phone blows up and says, I am enough. So it's cool because like I'll look down at my watch and I'll be like, oh, well, who's texting me or what's happening? And I'll look and, I'll, and it'll say, I am enough. And I'm like, I am enough. Mm-hmm. It just keeps that constant reminder. Because remember, guys, we've been so fucking brainwashed by all these kookaloos, right? Absolutely. We have to like uninstall the software and install new software into the computer that is our mind. Absolutely. We treat our mind like it's not a computer system. It is a computer system. You just have to sometimes install. it needs some re- rebooting. Yeah, sometimes you need to shut the whole thing down <laughs> and like down, reboot it. Reboot it, absolutely. And then kinda, you know, go from there. And number three, self love is your top priority. Um, so for me, I always thought that taking time for self care was like very selfish. And now at my age, I realize that it's selfless. So if that means getting massage, or you know, having a bubble bath, or a glass of wine, or like planning a beauty night with like you know masks and like petties and manis at home with your friends, like we need to really step up and treat ourselves like the gods and the goddesses that we were meant to be on this earth, you know and. Um, sometimes I have to have mirror talk. Like when I'm having a not so fresh day, I'll look in the mirror and I'm like, you are beautiful. You are strong. You are changing the world. Don't quit before the miracle. Because what happens is when you're in this cycle of I'm not enough, I'm not good enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not whatever enough. 
you can go down a really bad path. And 99% of the time, that's when you're thinking about what you don't have instead of what you do have. Absolutely. Because if you lost a leg tomorrow, you wouldn't be thinking about, oh, oh my you, God. You know what I'm saying? If something bad happened. Yes. So you really need to bring it back. It was funny. I think Gary Vaynerchuk was saying, yeah. well, I just pretend that I have nothing. And my, my family's, family's dead. dead. <laughs> I, that, was a little, that was a little bit being great. I love grateful. Gary V, but he's outrageous sometimes. <laughs> grateful at another level. Yeah. But if you really focus on what you do have instead of what you don't have, yeah. even I tell my kids at this studio guys when you're sad or you're upset you're paying attention to stuff that you don't have or the things that you 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 want totally true. Case. but when you start bringing it home and say hey i have all these things and really focusing on it mm-hmm. changes the game absolutely 100 percent. number four meditation i know like i beat this like freaking to death but honestly meditation has totally changed my life one of the reasons it's changed one of the ways it's changed my life is this way so i think that um, you know, meditation daily has made me realize, like I said before, I am not my physical body. You know, my physical body is like a costume. It's like a Halloween costume. You know, I'm like, I get to dress up my whole life like Katie Boyd. <laughs> you know, like some people dress up like the Incredibles. Yep. Some people dress up as Disney characters. I dress up like Katie Boyd, right? So, you know, I like to call it my meat suit or the meat puppet. And after a decade of meditation, I feel like, I really feel like I finally have gotten to the point where I do truly believe this. I used to have such a fear of death. Mm. Like I would always think about death, like, okay, what happens when I die? And then what happens to my body and all this shit? Now I'm just like, oh my God, when I die, I just, this physical reality just, you know, disintegrates and my soul is omnipotent. It's omnipresent. Mm -hmm. It's limitless. It's boundless. It's going to go on to the next, wherever I'm going. Yes. Wherever my soul is going, not Katie Boyd. The soul is not who I am. And I think this is a really hard concept for a lot of people to get when they don't meditate. So guys, start meditating. If it's an app, you want to come learn with me and Matt, like whatever, but you need to start incorporating, even if it's five minutes a day. And you know, it's funny because people are like, I don't have time to meditate. I'm like, bitch, you've been on Facebook all motherfucking day (laughs) posting memes. Yeah. You have time. <laughs> you have a lot of time. How many you hours a how many hours a week? 168 hours a week, baby. Six out, 60 hours a Just week. Just spanking your monkey for 30 of them, 40 of them. <laughs> Damn. My hands are calloused. <laughs> exactly. And number five, this is so important. Being around like-minded peer groups. Okay. Mm. When you're hanging with the right people, no one's like, oh my God, look at the way her ash looks in those jeans. It looks like two squirrels fighting in a wet paper bag. No, you don't fucking hang out with people like that. Thank God my friends don't say that. (laughs) No, this is what women do to each other. And then we're like, we need girl power. I'm like, no, yeah, yeah, we do. Shut the fuck up and stop talking about people's physical bodies, you dumb bitch. And if they're negative people like that, get the hell away from them. Get away. Oh my God. Like when someone actually comments on someone's physical appearance around me, it makes me, it gets me like so gaggy. Like I'm literally like, what are it's abrasive. you doing? It's abrasive. It's so abrasive. Like literally right now I'm like shuddering. Like that is a red flag. You need to remove yourself from that relationship. Or if you want to stay friends with people, you need to voice your opinion. You have to say like, hey, you know, the other day you made fun of Sally Sue and her like Vidal Sassoon jeans or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Vidal like, No, they're just her Sassoon. Calvin her Z Cavaricis. <laughs> no, you made fun her of her. Ash. Oh my God, yeah. Her acid wash <laughs> jeans. And like it just made me feel super uncomfortable. So I was wondering like, you know, when we hang out together, will you like not do that? Yeah. And if she's like, fuck you, maybe you're gonna she's leave not her. your peer group. You're going to leave her anyway. So what difference is it make, right? So Give her a chance. Absolutely. Oh. You know, body shaming, in my opinion, is one of the most detrimental things that I have ever experienced. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is no one can hurt me 
or you more than the things that you or I have said to ourselves, right? So honor yourself. You have this one precious human life. Don't fucking waste it, people. Thank you so much for being crusaders of the ambitious movement. And like I always say, see you next Tuesday. That's great. Good job, babe. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.